And we're live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fireside Freedom, episode 30, the Dirty 30, episode 30. We're talking about preparing for fall. You know, the economy's in the dumper and everything's going crazy. It's got to be the fall of something. Nah, we're going to go talk about the fall of the season fall, autumn, and the things we're prepping to do to go into fall and um, then into winter. Uh, here in Minnesota, when we uh, when we talk fall, it's like a week and then it's winter. So um, yeah. I guess I guess I might have misled you guys when I told you fall because we do the same thing for fall and winter. So, but no, let's talk about what we're doing now around where we are. Um, Nate, uh, Nate. And Aaron are in uh, the the small suburb. I guess it wouldn't be a suburb. Yep. It's, it's a rural town lot. Uh, yep. So you don't have a whole lot of shutting the farm down. Carrie's out in uh, in more of a rural setting in the suburbs, from what I understand. So you, you got some more uh, broad shutdown stuff. And then Tim's in town too, right? Yep. So you got you got stuff to do on a, like a city lot. So we got a kind of wide variety. I got an RV. Um, but I also have the farm. I'm not doing anything on the farm. Uh, might be selling it. Um, but uh, yeah, I got the RV, uh, some things that I'm doing we can talk about. And uh, yeah, just have a broad discussion of what, what we got going on. So uh, tonight we have, like I said, Nate from Two Chicks Homestead, uh, Carrie from Strong Roots Resources, and Toolman Tim down there in the bottom. Uh, guys, how's it going tonight? How's your week been? Uh, what'd you have going on over the week? Uh, let's go around the horn and just, uh, introduce yourself and say, yeah, what you've been doing. How about you, Tim? Uh, I'm Nate from two chicks home. Oh no, sorry. I get mistaken sometimes. So. <laughs> I'm not that bald. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's bright. I had to move the light around. I, I had too many complaints. There was, you know how they put those warnings at the beginning of videos, there'll be flashing lights. If you have, anyway, I had to put a warning on for the flashing light coming off my bald head. So the light has changed. We're doing better. But yeah, I, I had a good weekend. I built uh, a big deck, a great big deck at the daycare. <laughs> it's the biggest deck I've ever built, and it's going to be bigger before it's done. Uh, spent the day today doing... You guys having square dances out there or something? Well, so here's the thing. The kids kids are like uh, small animals. They're awesome. But they if you put too many of them in a small patch of grass, they kill the grass really quick, no matter how hard you try. So they pee on it or something? What's that? Are they peeing on it? A little bit, yeah. Quite often, actually. You know, so <laughs> we're we're kind of the you know the the wild education that kind of thing. But yeah. So anyway, the mud is a huge deal. It just is constant. So I decided, well, what can we do? We, we priced, you know, that spray in recycled tire, like it makes one yep. permanent seam. Yep. It was, I want to say, around seventy thousand dollars for this small area. Whoa. So. I can build the entire thing out of deck, you know, a nice six inches raised off the ground. And then we're going to put indoor outdoor carpet over it for way less than 20,000. So, yeah, I mean, it's foolish not to. And we're officially buying the daycare. I know, I think I've mentioned it before, but that building is officially ours awesome. Becky's, yeah. Yeah, on the 16th of August. So it's coming up and nice. Been, so wasn't we, that in the base, basement of a church? Mm hmm. Well, it so used to you, be have, a, you own a church now? Yeah. Well, it's deconsecrated. It's like Satan's church or something. But yeah, no. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean you couldn't start your own church. Oh, hey, I totally get it. The tax benefits, right? So it was just uh, saying, just photography saying. studio upstairs. So she's moving out and we have the entire building now. 
and we're going to renovate the entire thing and we're going to have a drop-in center upstairs for like uh older kids now so it's it's a big oh, deal for us i got a better idea for you i think What's we should it? renovate the whole thing and turn it into a music venue oh hey listen this is just the start we have got so many plans becky keeps talking but yeah we've got our eye on another business already because we just can't stop but anyway that's a whole other story perfect. and i've talked long enough perfect how about you carrie so let's see sunday we had our first um what we ended up calling the homesteaders swap and social so we kind of did a swap meet slash hangout shake and howdy as we say around here had about 10 or 12 people out, which was nice. I had advertised it across multiple groups on multiple forums, homestead groups, prepper groups, permaculture groups, all that good stuff. And uh, we had a nice time. We kind of broke people up into small groups and gave some tours. Um, people are kind of digging what we're doing out here. So that was nice. Um, otherwise, just kind of puttering away on a variety of uh uh, small tasks around here, staying on top of stuff, um, planning the next round of animal infrastructure. That's kind of where we're at right now. What do you got coming next? I really need to get these turkeys in their own pen um, because we're going to, uh, they're just free ranging during the day, but I need them corralled for easier management because we're going to be away for several days in September. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I mean, mom and dad will have to kind of look after the place. So I want to make it easier on them. And that, and they're breaking in the shop, so they'll. There's a good chance a, tur a turkey is going to jump the barrier <laughs> I've put up in the shop and, and show Perfect. up in the shop. <laughs> and you're working on the uh, a radiator leak in your truck. Yeah, so I've ordered the um, the overflow tank. I'm hoping it's just a crack somewhere near the bottom, because what I've noticed is that the the tank is kind of has like this recessed portion. And there will always be a little bit of coolant in the very bottom, but that upper part, not so much. So I'm hoping it's just, you know, it's an O3 plastic gets brittle. Um, hoping that's it because so far so good. Everything else checks out. So hopefully I'm not looking at some kind of thousand dollar cluster. I had, yeah, <laughs> I, had a, I had a rock kick up and hit a windshield wiper fluid thing oh. and it would pop a hole in it. Oh. So. I would go and it was it was like a crack, so it would leak pretty slow. So I'd go to the store and I'd fill it up and I'd use it and it would work. And I was like, oh, I was just out. And then I was a stupid kid. So I didn't pay attention how long that shit would last. And like two days later, I'd go to use it and it wouldn't work. And I'd buy some more. And all of a sudden, my dad's like, what the hell is with all the windshield wiper fluid jugs in the garage? Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean i go through i mean i just use it he's like what do you mean how how often are you filling i was like I don't know, every couple days he's like what the what is wrong with you <laughs> so he went out there looked at sure as shit there was a, an impact mark and a crack in the bottom of the plastic i was like mm, yeah stupid kids yeah. <laughs> stupid kids so how about you, Nate? What you got going on you had a busy weekend I'm oh god yeah. i finally got some sleep last night it was nice uh, so Friday we ended up bringing a new rabbit home. We got, a. um, I went over to Ro King unsupervised, <laughs> uh, came home with a, was a broken Californian. This is a white and black. Uh, it's got, it's all white, black spots on it. Um, the girls have been asking for something like that. So, you know, for, so at Rural King, Corey and I had this question when I saw you post that, is that 
are they selling them as pets or are they selling them as breeder rabbits? Uh, I, I, I mean, not, would, that it, not that it matters. I mean, I know it's the same, it's the same rabbit regardless of what you call it. Right. And I, I, I would more or less go with, it's kind of both, you know, yeah, I didn't know what kind of store it was like. It right. Was, it's was, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a farm store. Okay. Um, that's where we get all our chicks from. That's where we get all our feed from. Um, they have a great gun, gun counter in there that has a ton of stuff. I mean, stopping it at all. Yeah. Do I mean, it, it, do they have candy? Yes, they do. All right. Yeah. They Absolutely. they literally it's it's like a smaller Walmart. That's, that's oh, it's a Walmart with guns and rabbits. Yeah, exactly. Does it? Do they sell actual guns or just ammo? Oh yeah, they sell guns. Oh, that's even and better than a farm store here. Anything you want. So yeah, Aaron says it's like a farm and fleet. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we. Our, our, so so we go to Fleet Farm. It's called Fleet Farm. Uh, Mills same, Fleet Farm. Same. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they sell animals at there, though. Yeah, that's the brothers. One is Farm and Fleet. The other one's Fleet Farm. Oh, I don't know. Both brothers? brothers. Yeah, it's it, it's there's something weird with that, but they're they're. I brothers think, that, I think those guys own like all of Brainerd, or yeah. Baxter actually. Yeah, it's something weird. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> we got that one home Friday. Surprise the girls with that. And then Saturday, we started the process of uh, moving the meat birds to the freezer. So uh, we got five of those guys done on Saturday. And then we hosted a chicken processing class for our local network. Sold uh, two seats for that. Awesome. uh, awesome. Actually sold three seats total, and one of them canceled on us uh, Monday night. Unfortunately, that person did not get a refund because... She called us like 30 minutes before she was supposed to be here. So we, uh, you know, the two ladies came over. They did everything start to finish, called the bird, plucked it, you know, the whole nine yards. So, I mean, they did everything. Um, but they took theirs home. Uh, we also gave her, uh, uh, Nicole Sauce's poultry book, uh, from Living Free in Tennessee. We bought a couple of those to hand out as well. Um, so everybody would at least have a book where they can process, you know, where they kind of have the step by step if they don't remember it. Um, and then we fed them some rabbit and some stuff from the garden. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, it was, it, it was a fun weekend. It was a ton of work. And then uh, Monday we finished the last three. So last night, put the last three in the freezer. Um, we're saving a couple for somebody that canceled on us. So what was your what was your setup with with the class? So they you did one, they they did one. Yep, we uh, I I called the first one, uh, did the plucking, and then handed it over to Aaron, and Aaron processed it. You know, gutted it, cleaned it out, got everything all set, and the ladies were there watching her, and then they did each one of theirs. And our biggest thing was we're not going to make you do any step you don't want to do. Like if you don't want to call these birds, I'm not going to make you call the bird. Right. Right. Uh, but you're going to process the bird. Cause that's why you're here. <laughs> right. So, um, did you, yeah. did you do them whole, you bag them up whole or did you yeah. show them how to break them down also? Yeah. We, we just bagged them up whole. Um, one lady that showed up uh, raises quail. So she's oh. pretty familiar. Um, and then the other lady was uh, one of our neighbors. We've uh, called a few birds for her over the past couple of years. 
due to health issues and bullies. So nice, nice. Yeah, I mean it was it was a great weekend, well worth it. Um all said and done, we put eight or no nine in our freezer and it cost us twenty five bucks at the end of things. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. I'm proud of you guys, man. You're gonna turn this into something. That's freaking oh. awesome. Yeah, for sure. For it, sure. It it was well worth it. I mean, all of our expenses, I think the the nine birds cost us twenty five bucks. So they were probably so they were eight week birds. Yeah, like seven and a half is when we did them. How? What were those like? Called six pounds, five pounds. Uh, lowest was five one. The highest was seven four. So you're like average, they were six and a half. So six and a half, nine birds. What is yeah. that like? Fifty five pounds of meat for yeah, pretty much. bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, mm. and it was I'm like raised by you. You knew everything. Grown, yeah, and it's, who's it's homegrown, it. and half their time was in our yard. So they mowed our yard, and it cost me twenty five bucks to put them in the freezer. I'm not going to complain. That's a rough gig, man. I know. That's a rough God, gig. they stink. I am so happy they are gone. <laughs> I hate those birds. I hate those birds so much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> the first the first time we got them, we heard them poop when they were chicks. I was like. What the hell is that? <laughs> and I look over and they're like literally just sitting there. Oh yeah. I'm like, what the yep. yeah, right to the last day. Oh. That first batch we took to the processor in the back of a Subaru Outback. Yeah. So we had them in the, the crates with the slide tops and the open the like plastic crates you can get from uh whatever that premier one. And yep. so we coated the back of the coated the back of the outback with plastic. And then put the chickens in the crates and put them in and like surround them with plastic. We're driving with all the windows down. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's just like the whole time it's like, oh, man. I'm like, the first day to the last day is just unbelievable. Just how how do they poop so much? And yeah. it speeds up as they get bigger, too. Oh, like, yeah. We, oh, yeah. We raised a lot of ours in like an eight by eight coop. And, and I would, I at least once a week. And when I first started raising them, we raised them on hay. Like, you know, as bedding. Well, if you want to try to scrape and hay out of a, yeah, you can't. So I switched it to uh, uh, shavings and we did the deep yeah. litter method for a couple of years. That was so much better. But yeah, they just never stop. It, they, they would. Yeah. Oh, we did ours better. in tractors. And so we had a we had 30 in a eight by 12 tractor. Nice. And by the end of the year, like by the end of the eight weeks, you had to move them twice a day. Because mm -hmm. oh. like by the time you came out halfway through the day, they were just standing in their own shit, and you're like, "Yep, how that?" So twice a day, at the yeah. end, and it's like ours were way out back in our field in the pasture, and I would I kept saying to Corey, "I'm like, four hours? How the hell can you do this in a pen without moving them?" Like yeah. I could I couldn't even fathom it. Yeah, we we have them in a uh, five by ten dog run. So it's like one of those cages you get off of Chewy.com. Mm -hmm. I think we bought it for like 50 bucks. They had it on sale mm -hmm. one year. We bought it on a whim. It's a 5 by 10 It's about four feet tall. And I put wheels on it from Harbor Freight. One of the, the spinny, like the caster wheels. I yep. just drilled holes and bolted them up and called it a day. And I move them around. You know, we'll move them once or twice a day. And then at night, we'll put them in the garage 
So we won't go too far from the garage and then roll them back into the garage on uh, a 10 by 20 tarp that's covered in. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, that that was turn down uh, bedding, like pine shavings. Well, that's what happened when we got back from dropping the birds off. We pulled the crates out of the back of the outback and then dragged the tarps out as all the liquid ran back into oh, the outback. No, no. <laughs> I probably told this one before, but our, our van got hit one time and we were on our way up to get uh, pigs, <laughs> wiener pigs. And so we ended up getting a quick rental. And it was like the very next day and we went up, we hauled two wiener pigs back in a brand new Grand Caravan. <laughs> That's why you buy the insurance. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> if they don't know, don't hurt them. Exactly. The first deer I ever shot, that went in the back of a Grand Caravan as well on a tarp. And yeah, I, I used to go bow hunting with a, in a Mazda 3. Hmm. There you go. Never never brought one home in one, but I was yeah. prepared. I was prepared. I had, uh, yeah, right on the roof. I would have brought it and drove it right down into the suburbs of Minneapolis, like, First ring suburbs right outside the cities. I would have drove her right down there on the on the right on the roof. Yeah, the uh, nasty looks. The, <laughs> the first hog we brought home, I threw it in the back of our F one fifty. But Aaron's parents owned that truck when we did that, so we didn't even own the truck yet, oh, and we're no. hauling hogs home from Perfect. like a, a cut off hog in the back of the truck, blood all over the place. <laughs> Adds character. Yeah. It was like three months later, Becky and I were cleaning the van, and there was blood on the carpeted roof inside. I don't even know how I got it up there, but anyway. <laughs> if somebody had found it, they'd have thought I killed somebody in the van. Perfect. It's alibi. I shot a deer. Yeah. Check the DNA. <laughs> so, what do you got going on? Uh, so, we're into August now, uh, beginning, what are we, at the 9th? So, almost halfway through August. Uh, we're rolling into fall. Like I said, in Minnesota, we will be like in the 90s through September. October will be the first two weeks will be, you know, 40. And then the last two weeks will be negative 20. So yep. um, that's about how long our fall lasts. But uh, other people have fall. And do you prep anything for fall around your place? Uh, is there any routine you do coming into this time of year? Uh, do you have rainy seasons? You got to get your gutters clean. What do you got going on? How about you, Tim? Yeah, so we we have uh, we have fall. It usually lasts, I don't know, about four days, and uh, and then we're straight into winter. So yeah, that's pretty much for us. But it, geez, it this sucks. I I mean, I've got a lot done this summer, and I still have a lot more I want to get done on my summer list yet. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of gutters, I tore mine down last fall, and there's no new ones up there yet. So that has to be done this year because it made an an ice rink on the side of the house so that's that's on my list as Could far you put as a swale what, in yeah well yeah oh geez, yeah <laughs> but as far as what i know i mean I, yeah i got a lot you know for us and i'm sure it's the same with brian but the first thing you got to do is clean up your yard clean up everything because anything that you don't pick up before the first of november will be fucking frozen there for all winter to trip over so that you got to do that you well know? ours just disappear because we get that first like 24 inch oh. snowfall in the middle of November and then it's never, it never goes away. Mm -hmm. So if you have anything out after that first snowfall, you won't find it until like April, maybe June. We, <laughs> oh, they, like 
honestly, I hate to say this, but anytime in the middle of September and on, anything that could freeze and be damaged really needs to be brought indoors for us. So things like my weed sprayers, they got to come in. My pressure washer, either winterize it or bring it in. Uh, all my paints, although this year I'm going to have heat in my garage, so I may not need to, but paints and caulkings, they all need to come inside. I usually, I usually try to wait a little later on the hot tub, but that has to be cleaned out really good because, you know, you've got about four months where it's so damn cold. If you drain the thing, everything might freeze. So you kind of have to clean it once in, say, late October and then do it again in early April. Um, what else? Hoses. Um, you know, make sure the outside taps are drained. Yeah. Uh, and normally gutters. And I've been getting phone calls from people already to book snow removal. So there's that. <laughs> it just makes me sick to my stomach mm. to even think about it. But What's the plan for that for this winter? It's going to be good. Uh, scale it up. Oh, man. What would you say? Sorry. You're going to scale up. I think I'm going to have to. I believe I'm going to have to hire someone. So the, my local, we, we joke, we, I have competition here. There's two of us that do it, but we don't compete. I mean, there's enough work for all. Is it like Mr. Plow and yep. uh, what's just the other? like uh, Mr. Plow and Plow King, wasn't it? Uh, the Plow or, King. Yeah. yeah, it is. But we get along great. We sit and we chat anyway. So he's given up all hundred percent of his commercial contracts this year. So, which is all like basically the entire downtown and I'm the only one who can take it. So and here, here's a funny story. Yesterday, was yesterday Monday? Yeah, it was. <laughs> so I, I always get this in my head. It's time to find out what my insurance rates are going to be because they're expensive. And so I emailed the insurance company yesterday morning. Two hours later, they called me. They said, hey, we got your rates. I said, did you get my email? Nope. <laughs> it's just like they never even got the email. We were both on the same wavelength. Uh, <laughs> they heard you talking about it, didn't I they? I think, right? yes. But believe it or not, my rates actually went down a couple hundred dollars for the year compared to last year. So considering it doubled last year and it doubled the year before and basically the year before that, I'm, I'm happy. So yeah, um, I cleaned up the driveway today. We're going to get a new load of gravel in. But yeah, it's mostly everything that can freeze needs to go inside. Everything that you're going to trip over needs to go inside. And then, you know, all the furniture, all the deck stuff goes into the shed out back. Yeah, because we got six months of the year where we don't enjoy the outdoors a whole lot. So it's all going to go. So you got some place you store that all? Yeah, I built, I bought a um, one of those nice uh, tough sheds from Costco last year. That thing's gorgeous. You have to build a little platform. It's eight by 10 and it, you can stand up in it. It has a couple of skylights in it or whatever. Yeah. And so it's, it's perfect. It's our seasonal shed. Becky calls it her she shed. So, you know, summer stuff comes out in the summer, winter stuff goes back in, and yeah, we just swap in and out that way, but it, it's perfect. So on the inside of my fence, when you build a fence for things like that, always think about where your storage is going to be, because the last thing you want to do is either haul everything over a fence or <laughs> all the way around the house. So just give that some thought, too. Nice, nice. You got leaves you have to take care of in the fall? A little bit, yeah. So we, we have Maple a couple leaves? Now, oh yeah, no, we don't have no maples out here. Uh, ash, uh, elm, elm's big here, like to the point where each tree is insured by the town for fifty thousand dollars because trees are so rare, you know. Wow. But yeah, so yeah, we got elm trees. We don't get a ton of leaves, you know. Give give the hedge a final trimming. That's another thing that everybody wants done. I I, I normally do. Yeah, 
get out and clean up the last of the dog poo before it freezes to the ground. <laughs> and then it's like excavating when the snow melts in the spring. It's like, oh, here's a layer. I know. I know, I know nothing yeah. about that. I, I was going to say, I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about these little tiny things, and you're talking about things the size of football. So we we use a a, a spade shovel. I use a garden trowel. You know, no. But yeah, it yeah, just mainly it's just make sure anything can get ruined, gets fixed. Anything that you're not going to be able to handle before it gets frozen, deal with it now. And for anybody who wonders about eaves trough gutters, do them before the overnight gets too cold. Because in most places, especially like on the north side, that doesn't get any sun. Unless it gets piping hot, that north side may never thaw. And then you're beating the ice out and you get all that matted down leaves in your eaves. Mm. Oh, yeah. We had to do one last year that somebody was late calling on, and it was like a ha- literally a hammer and a garden spade and just beating and prying. And to try to do that without putting holes in the aluminum is miserable. Or bending the brackets. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of it, too. I I got there early this year, and it looked like an herb garden in their eaves. So, yeah. How about you, Carrie? What do you got uh, coming up here? What do you got cooking to get done uh, for fall prep and kind of into winter, do you have a long? Do you have a long fall where you're at? Yeah, we just like spring. We have multiple falls, so we have there's like a spectrum. So there's like hint of fall, which we had like an evening that was kind of like that, where I kind of you could kind of smell it, that little change with the trees. And then we'll have like sort of kind of like fall and then we'll we have smell it and then it's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll, you know, and then, you know, we'll actually start watching the trees change color and we have several weeks of just, you know, the, the trees are beautiful and you can really see everything shift. So fortunately I don't have to worry about anything getting real crazy weather wise. What we have to deal with down here is more, um, rain especially in late winter like it it can just be really really wet so i like to start looking at places in the yard if they're going to become muddy and it's a place where i'm not going to be able to sow any grass um i just put down wood chips for paths just go ahead and have that ready um last year i put in some stepping stones in a high traffic area between the cabin and the shop so that i knew at least we would have stepping stones and not a mud pit to go back and forth um, with the fridge and the freezer being in the shop, not in the cabin. So a lot of back and forth there. Um, and then the big project that I'm really, really hoping to get accomplished before we're here is an upgrade to the plumbing system. So we heat our water off of the propane on-demand heater, but I've got this wonderful wood stove And I'm going to put a jacket on it so that we can heat water. And I've got a holding tank and I've got a portion of the components already here. I need to get more, but I'm basically going to do a convection water heat system off of the wood stove stored in a 38 gallon tank that I have in the corner of the living room up on a pedestal. So I've got that, you know, got that convection effect. And what I'd like to do is also at the same time tie in a passive solar heater that'll be more effective, obviously, this time of year. But I figure if I'm going to be reworking a bunch of lines that I have that together, too. And in that case, like I have I have the box for it. I have the glazing. I need to get the tubing 
probably a little bit more packs for outside of that box and just kind of rework that stuff together. What we had discovered when we initially tied together the plumbing system with the on-demand is that those on-demand are incredibly sensitive to flow rate and a half inch PEX line with multiple junctions will not give you the flow rate you need and therefore it will not work. It'll come on and it'll shut off. Hmm. Um, it The temperature sensor gives you issue and it's trying it's trying to heat a certain amount of water at a certain rate if the flow yeah. isn't there it heats up too fast and trips it off yeah and if you um and if you take the sensor off like i did to try to test it you end up uh blowing a yourself <laughs> blowing a pex line off off of the thing and having an epic um, you know, who knows how hot geyser of water. <laughs> yeah, good times. I um, I had many an adventure with that water heater while we were diagnosing. I thought it was a, I thought it was a piece of junk. It's not. I was just wrong. So we're going to upgrade the hot water line to three quarter inch. I'm not going to do nearly as many junctions. I did not realize that you can weave pecs quite a bit i thought that with every turn you had to put a junction in you don't as long as you're not crimping it um you're good to go Sweet, so sweeping yeah, yeah. You can do a nice long a nice long 90 degree pretty easily yeah i mean if you end up using more pecs line to make that turn if you've got the room who cares because taking the time to snip and of course the more junctions you put in the more opportunities you have for leaks so yeah that there's going to be a plumbing rework so that we are heating our water with our little wood stove, which is a workhorse and does a very good job of taking care of heating the house. Is that and, internal inside wood stove? Yeah, it's a little, um, it came from a company called tinywoodstoves.com. And I want to say they're manufactured in Iowa and hmm. they are incredibly high quality. Um, it's very heavy. It has a, uh, it has a little uh, oven at the top. It, that'll hold like a, it's Ooh. like, it fit like a nine by nine casserole dish in it. Nice. Uh, nice. Wood, I mean, we cook in it. Yeah, it's great. You can, you know, we'll throw, uh, you know, like a meatloaf in there or heat up a soup or, I mean, we put like bacon in a, uh, like a cookie dish, you know, like a Pyrex cookie dish and cook bacon in there. So yeah, it works. And so on the topic of the wood stove, of course, I start evaluating uh, the wood supply and we've got plenty on site. My brother and I both pick it up from jobs or we pick it up off the side of the road, wherever. It's incredibly easy to come by. And mine takes like 12-inch logs is the longest you want to deal with. So I even just get stuff that's just kind of like oddball sizes and um, just chunk it up. It's not picky at all. It's, it's not picky about, assuming that the wood is seasoned, of course. So... Basically, I've got stacks of rounds of wood, and usually by mid-September is when I start cutting at the size and splitting it and stacking it up in the high tunnel to stay dry. And we really only use about a third of a cord. That's all we oh, used last it. year. I was used to using one to one and a half in the old place with a full-size oh, wow. wood stuff. So, yeah, it, it, it sips firewood. It's wonderful. Before I forget, Carrie, I wanted to mention uh, on as far as making turns and whatnot in your PEX pipe, mm -hmm. if you need to make an occasional like hard 90, it's going to cost a little more. But if you use the uh, shark bite fittings, 
they go around the outside and they allow a little more flow than the inside crimped pencs okay. fittings. So just, I had it in my head. I wanted to tell you before I forgot, because just in case you have to, and you're real worried about flow, they'll, they'll work for you. That's funny. You say your, your, your tiny wood stove takes 12 inch logs. My, my little mini wood stove takes six inch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I love that little stove. That thing's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. It's pretty sweet. I, uh, it's, if it, if we get some cool nights, I could probably fire it up, get video of it and, uh, walk through how it works and install. But like, man, when I was trying to make all those videos, all those installs, it just didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. So. <laughs> so what do you do to evaluate that? What's your, you're evaluating wood supply. Um, is there any maintenance on that stove that you, that you have to do in the fall or do you use that all year round for cooking also? Yeah, we don't use it when it's warm. Um, we, you know, we'll, we'll either cook on the grill or we we'll use like the, uh, little, um, like cooking eye that we have. Um, since we're mostly carnivore at this point, most everything just goes on the grill and other, yeah, as far as maintenance, I just kind of, uh, you know, I'll take a mirror and, you know, check the pipe. Uh, my buddy Nighthawk, you guys probably know Nighthawk. We, um, mm -hmm. he actually came out and helped me install the pipe last year. So right. it's pretty easy to get up on the roof. Nice. I can sit up there and shuttle the roof, look down, take off the cap, clean the cap, look down the pipe, you know, run a brush through it. And in the case of the stove, like I'm just going to, I need to uh, sand the top just a little bit and hit it with a little bit of paint where it's got a, just a little bit of surface rust from keeping a water pot up there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I look over the uh, fire brick, make sure it looks good. Just watch for any, you know, any place, you know, make sure the gaskets are good. Make sure I can control the air. Um, I'll put some fresh cement on the uh, junctions of the pipe. Just seal off all those places where you can't control the airflow. That's the biggest thing with these stoves in general is, you know, controlling the airflow. But because it's so small, it would be incredibly difficult to get so much fuel load in it that you would get it dangerously hot. I mean, it could happen but it would be something really dumb, like super dry pine and a greasy pizza box. Like right. that would cause troubles, but <laughs> otherwise no. And, and we keep a, we keep a kettle of kerosene on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're keeping your gas storage behind it too. So, um, Oh, I don't know why my house burned down. I don't know. Yeah. yeah Cause that's one of those things like, we're not in a situation where traditional homeowners insurance applies. So I take extra caution in, in multiple you know, ways. We have, we actually have two heat shields for it because of I, I, my clearances are pretty good, but a couple of sides are just a little bit close. So I take two heat shields and actually overlap them. So I've actually got two levels of airspace between the nearest uh, combustible structure. Nice. And we also don't, um, I mean, we're not really away much and especially the both of us. So um, the, the, the stove heats the house so quickly that um, it's not a big deal. Like we can let it burn out. And if we're going to be back in a few hours, we'll, we'll be comfortable again in 30 minutes. So I don't feel like we have to keep it running and we don't get super bad temps. You know, it's, we don't even get below um, freezing for, more than a day or two at a time. I know we're lucky. Yeah. Muddy though. 
<laughs> you mean you mean like a day or two to start the fall, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. We might get a day or two here and there of like single digit temps, but they don't last. They uh, uh, we'll, we'll they like drop you off the stream here. We don't need <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bragging over here. Bragging. Yeah, uh, so you really that. so you really just have fall that that uh quick snaps straight back into spring. It's like a kind of like a little trampoline there. So. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad deal. That's not a bad deal. What do you got going on these days, Nate? What do you got coming up to uh, to work on coming into the next few months? Well, priority is get the rabbits in the shed. Uh, we're gonna move them from the hutch they are they're in right now into the shed. Uh, I have the wiring all done inside the shed, so now I need to get it in the house. So that's uh, the next project over the couple weekends. Um, but to get ready, it's really we'll, uh, with the garden. Once we're done with the garden, we'll pull all that down, get it cleaned up, and then we'll pull all the compost out of the chickens and the rabbits, and we'll top dress that and then tarp the gardens. So we'll have, we got 10 by 60 outside, so I have enough tarp to cover everything and screw it all down into wood so it stays put. That'll keep all the uh, weeds and stuff at bay. Um, with the rabbits, we'll probably breed them here, I would say, in the next month or two for uh, December litter. Um, you know, give or, somewhere, give or take, around there. And then uh, I'm kind of hoping we can push them a little bit harder this year. Since I'm going to move them in the shed, they're going to be a little, little bit better protected from the weather. Um, get the gutters cleaned up. Um, I actually can't get to our top set of gutters. They're about 40 feet up in the air. So uh, we had that covered. The first year, you guys were talking about the frozen gutters. The first year we moved into this place, it was November 5th. And the gutters hadn't been cleaned in probably two years, I'd bet. Because there were still walnuts in the gutters. And it wasn't a walnut year, because we could tell by the backyard. Um, so we had we hired somebody to come in and do it. Well, it was like 10 degrees out that night they showed up. So they had to bust all the ice out. And, of course, they poked holes in every single gutter. So come spring, they you're, it's now raining around the house. So we had to have all the gutters redone around the house. Mm. Put gutter helmet on it? Yes, we did. Yep. I've heard I good things shit. about that. Yeah, I don't we, like it. You, what is that? Because it's busting your job up? No, it collects. It, it eliminates the amount of space that can collect garbage, you know? So instead of having the full three inches that can collect leaves, now all you got is that top little bit that collects. And it ends up, in my experience, it ends up filling up quicker than, uh, than not. Because all it takes okay. is a little bit to stick on top, right? I've dealt with a lot of it. I mean, some people love it, but... But I do love yeah. the little baskets that go in the Hot take. Toolman Tim on Fireside Freedom says gutter helmet sucks donkey balls. <laughs> they do. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. But anyway, go. sorry, Nate. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, get the yard cleaned up because I'll plow. I'll actually take my ATV and plow the yard uh, for the so we get a path out to the rabbits and then a path out to the chickens. Um, we'll get anywhere from five inches to 20 inches of snow so you know i, I want to have at least a decent path made up and when it ices over i just go to town on it 
Um, all the electric for the shed is now going to run the power for the chicken water. So we no longer have the extension cord draped overhead. So I don't hit it with the ATV. Um, so that should work out pretty good. It's a shorter run. It's about 15 feet versus 60 or so. <laughs> so it'll, uh, that'll, that'll kind of work out nice. Um, yeah, pretty much go through the cars, make sure everything's all filled up. Cause I got a 46 mile ride. Um, so we make sure we got blankets and stuff in the car blankets, um, not necessarily water. So we bring water with us whenever we leave the house, but snacks, blankets, heat of some sorts. Then we'll go through all our propane, make sure we got a couple bottles of propane on hand. So we have one of those little uh, buddy heaters here for backup heat. Do you nice. use the one pound containers? No, I use 20. Oh, I was going to say, those things are ridiculously expensive right now. Oh, yeah. We, went, we, went to, uh, we were at Fleet Farm and we looked around and I think it was, they were like $11 for a six pack. Oh, yeah. Geez, I've seen them for like seven bucks a, a can up here. So yeah, yeah. Oh no, eleven dollars a can. Eleven dollars a can. Oh, gee, okay. Little one pound cans. Yeah, I, I, I'll get the adapter to refill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, I got uh, thirty pounders and twenty pounders for the camper, and I just have all the adapters to go down to like my Coleman grill. That's what we were there. We were buying a new Coleman grill. Yeah, and we were gonna grab. I was like, well, I got the adapter, but maybe we should grab some one pounders just in case we want to take it somewhere. I looked at him, I was like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have the uh, we we have a little Coleman grill, so we have really three ways to cook food. Four, if you consider the standard. So we have the electric stove here, and then we have the Coleman camp stove, and then we have a rocket stove right outside the back door. It's made out of cinder blocks. And then we also have the campfire. So if push comes to shove, we have four different ways to cook cook food if we lose power. We also have, you know, I'll go through, check the fuel, make sure the generator starts, mm-hmm. make sure we have all this stuff on hand. Um, cause usually we'll lose power more in the winter than we will in the summer or out here. What kind of heat you have in the house electric? Yeah, it's electric heat, but we, that's why we got the little buddy heater. Um, we figured we could probably heat the room worst case scenario. Can you run the electric heat off your generator? I don't have it set up that way. I probably could wire it up, but I'm not going to play with it. I don't know how much. You you know how much electric heat tape draws, Tim? Like for like is like it baseboard baseboard, baseboard electric? No, heat? it's uh it's blower. <laughs> it's a uh, central. Oh, central. oh really? Central. Yeah. Cent- oh man, I don't. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't had much experience with those, but yeah, baseboard heater. Yeah, they're two twenty, and they're not. They they use a lot. Yeah. yeah. So you're not going to run that on a generator. Might run one. But I would, I'd yeah, one room. I guess, I guess they would be all, uh, all separate. So those, you know, those oil filled plug in heaters, those would be good that you could run. Yeah. Yeah. I run one of those, um, on the 600 watt setting. If I'm going to work out here in the shop or when I'm lifting, I'll put it in the center of my, uh, of my, uh, workbench and it puts off just enough. I should say I do this when I'm running the generator. So it's usually like I'm charging the batteries. I plug that thing into and, um, and if the generator is running, I can run it on the high setting. Uh, 
but yeah, it's, uh, it's good enough or I'll put it underneath my desk if I'm working in here in the shop because the shop's not insulated and, um, I can even run it off my little, uh, no, I forget. It's a little Generac, like little, uh, suitcase style. It'll actually run that oil heater at the 600 watt setting. Nice. Yeah. And I think, I think my bonus goal for this year is to get my, uh, two meter, 70 centimeter antenna up on, actually on the house, the peak of the house for ham radio. I have a 17 foot tall base antenna to go up there. So I want to, it's it'll, instead of being at 15 feet, it'll be at 40 feet. I just nice. wanted to, 44 minutes in, Nate finally mentioned ham radio. Hi. You're welcome. You're welcome. Everybody have a drink. Yep. I got one right here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I couldn't resist. <laughs> no so you, you scurrying your uh, your body up on top of that peak of the roof and putting it on there? No, I have a buddy who has a bucket truck. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> bucket trucks come in handy, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie for sure. Tim, you got to, what do you do for your vehicles in the fall? Do you, uh, do you do a switch over or do you kind of run winter stuff all year round? A little of both. Um, the big thing I switch, honestly, is washer fluid because we have these bugs up here that just stick like, I don't, it's like oatmeal. It's the, the grossest thing in the world. <laughs> so, but you can't, you know, I can't run summer washer fluid probably later than early October. You know, otherwise it's for, I've hopped in before and like if I have, when I have one of my work trucks, I don't drive off and I've hopped in and the whole thing will just be froze like a brick. But that's the big one. Trying to make sure you got blankets in the truck. Um, I like that idea, Nate. I wanted to jump on that about taking water with you because that has been one of my things that I've struggled with for a while is because you just, you can't keep anything drinkable in a vehicle for six months of the year here because it yeah. just freezes, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys have seen my pictures of pop i leave a can of pop in the glove box i come out in the morning and everything's on the roof you know but mm -hmm. yeah so i you've done that more than once uh, like i think i did it three times last winter so i'm an idiot yeah. I, I don't even understand how i do it um aaron has a uh it's an insulated mug i think it's a 32 ounce mug that we left in the car all year last year it didn't freeze seriously and, and we get down to about 15 to 20 below. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like for like a day. No, for like a week or two straight. So it's it gets a little chilly down here sometimes. And I'm that's nighttime temperatures. That's oh not I thought you meant like during the day. No, during the day we're really the coldest we get down here is like negative ten. Oh during the day. Yeah, that's yeah, Fahrenheit, yeah. Tim. Yeah, I know. I we can match it up, but yeah, you know what I deal with. You know, we yeah. we we had like six weeks last year where it didn't get above minus twenty Celsius, which would be I don't know what that yeah, but you know how it is. But I think yeah, that's minus twenty Fahrenheit too. I think it's pretty yeah. damn close. It's cold. That's all I need. Um, we always got to make sure we have uh, extension cords out and up because again, you can run over them with a snowblower, and that's a pain. And for people who don't know why that is, because we have block heaters in our vehicles to heat up the oil because otherwise the truck won't start. Uh, you know, I make sure, I mean, the booster cables are always in there anyway, but they're even more important in the wintertime. Toe strap is big. I have one of those nice kind of, they call them like an elastic toe strap. So they give yeah, you that. Those are nice. Yeah. Oh, I used that last year to pull Snatch my strap or whatever it's Snatch called. Strap. Yeah. That's a fun word. Yeah, uh, yank them ropes is what I hear. A lot what of it, yank them ropes. Oh yeah. Same type of thing. Yeah. They, um, and 
like I try to make sure there's traction sand or something and something to dig with. I went to pull into a bank property last winter and I didn't realize that the snow plow had come along and made a hard kind of, I don't even know what you want, you know, like a bank of snow, went to drive over it, broke through on either side. I'm high and dry right there. And I was miles off the road. So something to dig with, something to, for traction. Uh, try to have boots in the truck if you're leaving in the winter or wear boots because you don't know how many people I know that hop in in friggin' flip-flops at minus 40. And could you imagine the uh, frostbite you'd have quick? So, yeah. but And we just go through. We have uh, like five days worth of prescription pills down in, you know, to make sure we have with us as well. So just make sure nothing's changed in those. Just random prescription pills? Yeah, whatever we can get, like Oxycontin, nice. um, you know, a little bit of morphine, whatever. It's for trading, right? When the world goes to hell, you, we're preparing for the fall, right? Or just going numb. Yeah, that's true. You know, if it's cold and you're like, oh, I'm going to freeze anyway. Numb. Yeah, comfortably numb. Good old Pink Floyd. But <laughs> yeah, and, and that's about it. Um, you know, we run the same oil in our truck year round and just making sure all the maintenance is up to date because, whew, yeah. You put your ice scrapers and your uh, your oh. snow brushes in? Yes. Yeah, so that's a rule that you'll never think of or uh, whatever. If I take four, so if I take one out of every truck and put them in my garage in a spot where I know they are. There'll be one take, left. One left. Yep. Nobody's fucking touched them. I don't know where they went, but there'll be one or two. I'll have to go buy two or three more replacements every They're year. They're hanging out with all the socks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really anal about putting them away but they just can disappear so they'll disappear yeah. out of my car yeah where do they go in the middle of winter mm -hmm. i'll use it and i'll put it back in the car and then i'll go to grab it the next day because it snows every day and it's gone and i'm like where'd it go See, now, now with me i have a real bad habit of breaking the scraper end off knocking <laughs> the ice loose from the from the tires so I'll, I'll, I'll take the, oh. you know, those, those real nice long ones, the extendables, and I'll chip away by the tire and I'll break the tip off um. all the time. Every year I do that. <laughs> Why are you hitting the tires? You get those, uh, the chunks of ice that build yeah. up by the tire. I just kick them. I just kick them on the mud flap, right? I get There's steel bumpers on the truck. They're so satisfying to kick off. I know they are. One piece. You should carry a little hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Five pound sledge or something. Or one of them, oh, you know, a little the, three pounder. The little Two mini baseball pieces. bats that uh, truck drivers have for checking the air. Oh, yeah. Thumping that. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we said you have baby feet. I wear steel toes, Chicken Hawk. Did, did you <laughs> see that comment feet. from Martinson family? <laughs> Which one? Uh, she saw a picture. She's picturing Tim doing rails off the Dodge Dash. Tim doing rails and an octagon <laughs> off the Dodge. Get stuck in the driveway. Oh, boy. Cop uh, shows up. What's going on here? Just trying to dig myself out, officer. And always keep an extra bottle of washer fluid under your back seat. Anybody who doesn't do that is foolish because that's a safety issue, especially, well, in the summer yeah. or the winter, but especially in the winter. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Oh, I have and, a petition yeah. we need to start. What is it? 
a petition we need to start to uh, get auto manufacturers to get off the teat of the windshield washer fluid people and make it so that it will hold 1.25 gallons of washer fluid when when it's full so you can use a whole tank because do I don't know don't how they? many vehicles I've had that leaves this much in the bottom of the gallon. Yeah. I know Honda. Yeah. Honda does that now. All Honda cars will take a full gallon or whatever. Not mine. Yours won't? No. Nope. That was a big selling feature a few years ago. Oh. Yeah, mine's a uh, 2002. That must be a oh, Canadian okay. thing. It could be. Yeah, yeah. You know well, what? You, you guys got to drive around with your headlights on. That's law up there. I think they're just, yeah, they're yeah. built that way from the factory, aren't they? You guys yeah, have to wear seatbelts. What's that? Do you have to wear seatbelts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Yep. It's only a couple of states where it's optional, isn't it? I don't know if it's optional anywhere. There's some would... states where they don't have helmet laws, but I think so helmet anywhere. law in Minnesota. Yeah. So riddle me this. So why does an adult have to wear a helmet on a four-wheeler but not a motorcycle? Government? Wear a helmet on a four-wheeler? I think so. I think <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. I don't go on them. Yeah, not on private property. My, that's my, sure. my four-wheeler didn't leave my property, so it may or may not have ever been licensed or registered. Yeah. I don't have it anymore, officer. It's gone. Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so we've kind of covered um, – what do we cover here? We covered everything around the house. We covered uh, gutters mm -hmm. and vehicles, and Carrie's taking care of the wood, getting that piled up. Any last thoughts on this uh, on this kind of going into the fall season, into the winter season? Uh, anything people should remember? Special tips? I didn't really have any questions for today. I just kind of wanted to bullshit about this. So, oh, it's um, been good so far. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. So, any anybody want to go first? Nate, Nate, you got any? Uh... The, the the biggest thing for us to throw in your car, throw some medical in your car, be it tourniquet stuff like that, food. You know, we, we have the freeze dryer, so we'll throw a bunch of food in there. It might be crunchy, but you can still freaking eat it. It doesn't matter. We always bring water with us. You know, Erin's got like a one-gallon water water jug that she takes with her every single time she leaves the house because the kids want to drink some water, and they have their own water bottles as well. You know, it's bring a tow strap, bring jumper cables, bring, you know, all the stuff you think you're going to need. You know, we she has blankets in her truck. If it's getting cold out and you take off, you want to have the stuff in your car. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're out here. We're we could be anywhere from ten to twenty miles between towns, and it's a lot of back roads. Now, the further you go east, you know, it's major cities. But the further you go west from here, it's it gets pretty rural pretty quick out here. Well, I mean, here's an example for you. It, it sounds about like our area. And I was driving my service van home and it was uh, complete ice. And I slid into a ditch. Uh, luckily, my van was kind of still in the place where it would, could run so I could have it running with heat on. And I had enough fuel. But uh, yeah, it was like two hours. Yeah. Two and a half hours. And it was, I think it was negative 10 yeah. When it was so, like, if I hadn't had heat for two and a half hours in negative 10 and I didn't have extra blankets or, uh, or something to stay warm, extra 
clothes, boots, something like that, I'd have been screwed. I'd have been screwed. Yeah, it wasn't, right. and there wasn't any walking to somebody's house where I was. Right, right. Yeah. You could barely, <laughs> when I got on the road, I literally drove 10 to 15 miles an hour all the way home. And I yeah. was a long ways away. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, and the other thing I'm going to add is if you're even thinking about it, and yeah, I'll take a drink here in a minute, but I'm going to say it. Get your technician ham radio license at bare minimum. If you don't have any cell signals, you know, you, you can always jump on 14652 and make a contact if you get stuck in a ditch. If your cell phone's not working, ham radio will always work. Mm-hmm. Or GMRS or FRS. Just have a radio. You never know. So, Somebody's listening. Yeah. Yep. Stay the hell home sometimes. Jeez. Yeah. There are, if you yeah. if the weather's bad and you can do it, just stay home. <laughs> it's so simple. I know. Yeah. Just so <laughs> Yeah. I don't go to work on the first snow day of the year. Yeah. It's because of everybody else though, isn't it? Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, because they're I've there you can just feel the collective panic. Like there's just this weird yeah. vibe and everybody is scared shitless. It and doesn't all, even yeah. need to be slippery, and they're like, like diving. It's almost like uh, what was that movie where uh, the horror movie with uh, uh, Stephen King, where they would just like start walking in. They walked into lawnmowers and stuff like that. Tim, you got to know what it is. Walked into lawn. Are you thinking of the crazies? You're no. thinking of the crazies, aren't you? No, this this was like they. Uh, oh man, I don't remember. Somebody. Oh shit. Oh no. Uh, they, they were moving town to town. There was some something going town to town. It was making all the people go crazy, and they were killing each killing themselves. Oh, the happening! The happening! It's an M Night Shyamalan film. Yeah, that's not Stephen King. Sorry, that's, that's sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the one where it was the plants, right? Yeah, it's in the yeah. freaking plants or whatever. Mark Wahlberg said. I mean, yeah. There's something to be said for that, like. Plants are there, man. <laughs> like last winter, we've never had a nice storm in the winter time here because it's just too damn cold. You know, and you dry. Get, yes, and dry. Twice last winter, we had it warmed up, and so what happens is the frost comes up real quick here too. So it turns to like a curling rink, and then it rained, and so we were storm stayed in our town for like forty-eight to seventy-two hours twice. So my in-laws couldn't drive 10 miles to get home. They ended up having to stay at our house. It's never happened before, but just just do it. Make plans. If you got to sleep somewhere, sleep somewhere. It, yeah. It, did you, did you, uh, did you uh, volunteer to push the car home? <laughs> oh, no. It's my, my, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. I love them. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They're good people. Hey, how about, oh, oh, one thing I was going to say, you guys were talking about winter car stuff. Uh, throw back kitty litter in there. Uh, give you a little traction here yeah. if you get stuck on some uh, slick stuff. So just a just a little tip there. Uh, the non-clumping kind. Right. Well, Gary, you guys are probably more used to ice down there than you are snow. Mm. Yeah, ice is always a bigger problem. Um, if we are need to go anywhere, uh, the Jeep is a vehicle of choice. Um, also I, I care less if it gets a little beat up by sliding off the road, if that were to happen, the Toyota is, uh, not four wheel drive, unfortunately. So 
I will actually drop some uh, cinder blocks across that rear axle. Mm. Um, and I usually will have kitty litter or sand or something in it. A um, little bit of ice melt, that kind of stuff. There you go. Um, and yeah, be thinking about uh, like, if you, like we're talking about traveling, if you're going to be traveling, let a couple of different people know when you expect to arrive somewhere and the general route you're going to be taking. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, you know, I've, I've dealt with issues where, you know, people weren't found because nobody knew to look and that's, right. that's unfortunate. Um, and uh, I don't know if we brought up oiling locks, but that's something I'm pretty big on. So I will hmm. get three in one oil on like all extra, like the doorknobs to the shop and any like, um, any padlocks I have to use at the old place. I had multiple gates padlocks, so I would oil them really, really well. And that saved a lot of hassle. And, um, I try to take care of, again, old Toyota brittle plastic. Um, since we don't get frequent snow or ice, but when we do, it can be a real mess is if I have enough heads up, I will actually just tarp the whole vehicle. So that mm. that stuff never even gets in. I mean, for you guys, it's probably like there's no freaking point. But for oh us- no, we we actually uh, windshields. We had somebody selling that shit around here where you flip your windshield blades up, and it was like a almost like the things you use on the inside in the summer to to block yeah. the sun. It was yeah. a screen that you put on the outside, and then the ice would come, the snow would come, and you just walk out and you peel it off, and yeah. it'd go, and then you could fold it up and throw it in the trunk. Yeah. For yeah, those it, don't have a garage. Yeah. This is how you know you live in the north. How many of you guys flip your windshield wipers up at night in the winter? I don't Sometimes. give a shit. I drive a work van. I'm always worried about breaking the arms. <laughs> but I went to I went to hop in. So yeah, I went to hop in my old work truck that my son drives. This would have been early spring last year. Went to <laughs> hit the windshield wipers, and all I get is two arms going. <gasps> wipers completely gone. He's oh, like, no. yeah, they were froze solid on here the other day. I tried to loosen them up and pulled them both right off. Mm. <sighs> so, do you guys switch to snow tires? Uh, some do, but I don't. I run an aggressive all season, year round. All season. Yeah, a nice knobby, almost like a mud tire. They work really well here. You know, and you we don't. Studs. I've never. I've thought about it, but they'd be good here because we don't get a lot of snow. Just a bit of, you know, in the town. They, they get a skim of ice like that, and then they, they leave. Like, our, our roads are all ice all winter. But so the highways are bare all winter. Oh, uh, so you tear the highways up if you use them. Mm-hmm. But they let us. You can totally use them. I just, I've never spent the extra money because then, then all of a sudden you have to rotate your tires or, you know, uh, swap them out, right? Because yeah. you're probably not going to drive them in the spring and fall. And- yeah, we had dates when I was growing up. We could use them in New York because all the hills and all that shit. And uh, there was a date you could put them on and a date you could take them off. And uh, the tire shop was just stacked with people. And like nope, you couldn't, you could hear them going down the road. Oh, so yeah. it would mm-hmm. uh, it would thaw out early, <laughs> and it was coming up to the day that they all had to be on. And like. You couldn't drive down the road without the cop just like rolling down the window and picking you up because you could hear you going clicking down the road after the after the off by date. Yeah. Martinson had a good tip there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, my my biggest thing is I drive a front front wheel drive stick shift car. Oh. So either be it a four wheel, you know, all wheel drive or a front wheel drive. That's my biggest thing with winter. You know, drive something that you can actually control. 
and you're not driving like a dick on the roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All so. Right. Yeah, Mark, the family breath. said, uh, fill two inner tubes with cat litter, one behind each wheel uh, wheel in the box. Uh, so tubes. in yeah. the box of a truck, yep. you take them and put them there. You take them and get them like sealed up or whatever, run them over the top, and they, they give you lots of ballast for the winter. But if you get stuck, you can cut them open and use them for traction. Yep. Uh, don't buy them stupid sandbags, the ones that are the woven plastic, you know, the woven material. Oh, they just fall apart. They fall apart, and if it get, they'll get moisture in them, and they're no good for nothing when you want to break them up and use them for sand. Yep. So get yourself a bucket, add a little bit of salt to your sand, mix it around, and then seal the bucket, and you're, you're golden because it won't stick together. And uh, he also was saying, get two sets of rims if you got winter and yep. uh, summer tires. If you got buy a cheap set of steel rims that fit your uh, your lug pattern, put your winter tires on them because uh, you'll beat the shit out of them anyway. Yep. Chicken Hawk has a good tip there. The next one too. He only he would think of that. Uh, remove the summer air and add the winter air to your tires. Yeah, and be sure to what what was it? Flip your battery leads to make yeah. sure your uh, swap heater clarity on your battery. Yeah. Instead of your air conditioner, change your blinker fluid. Yeah, winter blinker blinker fluid. So it we are uh, we're liable for as much as you pay to listen to this show. So (laughs) (laughs) exhaust bearing. Don't forget about the exhaust bearing. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the soft rubber wears on. uh, Yeah, that's winter tires. If if they're straight up winters, they will for sure. Yeah, you can burn through them pretty quick. So. Well, boys, I uh, I'm expecting a call from my realtor tonight, so I think we uh, might want to start uh, thinking about wrapping this up. He's getting home and going to look at a contract we have uh, submitted, so that's kind of exciting. So, uh, awesome. how about we go around the horn here and let people know where they can find you, what you got coming up, and uh, yeah, what uh, where to look for you. So, go ahead, Nate. All right. That I'm Nate. I'm from uh, Two Chicks Homestead. We do a weekly podcast. You can find it on all the major podcast players. Uh, we also our website is uh, twochickshomestead.com. And this week we got one coming out on our chicken processing workshop. So that'll be this week's podcast. And that'll come out uh, tomorrow night on Wednesday, the tenth. Nice. And they're doing a chicken uh, comfrey comfrey experiment that I'm really curious about. Yes, that that the comfrey is going crazy. I got to take some pictures for you. Nice. Did you get it going in the tote? Oh yeah, it's going like crazy in the tote. It's like a foot tall in the tote. Really? Yeah. We're officially drying our first comfrey right now, and it's going quite well. Yeah, I got I got about eight batches, about like this, out of the four plants that Chris gave me. So there, yeah, it's it's coming. What are you gonna do with it? Uh, Make comfrey comfrey salve or whatever. Nice, nice, nice for sure. For sure, Tim. Where they can find where where can they find you? Yeah, well, shameless plug. First off, uh, as of this Thursday, I am launching. I'm going, it's called the Tactical Patch of the Month Club. They're going to be politically incorrect. Uh, yep, just like exactly. You know, morale patches. I am excited. This has been a long time in the making. Work fixing all the you know the little hiccups along the way, but it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be kind of my. My membership support thing uh so it, I, i'm excited so that that's coming keep an eye out thursday it'll be all over social media cool. and also if you want to see me live i'm going to be at prepper camp the last weekend in september speaking on repairedness and the following weekend at self-reliance festival in camden tennessee 
I'll be there speaking on starting a content creation business. And then come by and check out the workshop podcast three days a week, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time live. Awesome. That's all my plugs. Nice. Really. Nice. Looking I'm forward excited. to this patch of the month. I think fuck, I think yeah. I got a I think I got a, a submittal into there somewhere. Yeah, I think we've yeah, yeah. There I've got a few coming ahead, but I this is a big deal. I really think I, I know, I know it's gonna be good. It's just you're always nervous when you finally put your baby out there, right? So oh yeah. Yeah. There you do go. Uh, do a uh, fi- fireside freedom creators get a uh pre-buy? I'm sure we can figure something out. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, Kerry, what you got going on? You got all sorts of stuff going on down there. I see you booking jobs all the time, doing all sorts of stuff. Where can people find you? How can they uh, find out more about you? Yeah, strongrootsresources.com. I'll help you design your homestead. Um, I don't care if you've been at it for a little while and you've messed a bunch of stuff up and you want to take it back to the drawing board and fix it or if it's raw land and we're we're even just figuring out – maybe which way your house is going to go and how the barn is going to go and that kind of thing. We can do animal systems, food fodder, food forest, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And then I also saw that's, that's within about 250 miles of Knoxville that I'll travel to you. And there's all kinds of stuff in the works, hoping to reveal a little more when we get into self-reliance fest. In the meantime, I'm working locally, helping, uh, helping people take care of their properties and, uh, just living that side hustle lifestyle. I love it, guys. It's it's nice. the way to go. Awesome. I just got to say how proud I am of all of you guys. <laughs> I know I'm not hosting tonight, but you guys, Thanks, all just, Dad. you guys all just <laughs> fucking hustle your asses off and you inspire me all the time. Brian just hit some serious milestones with his podcast and he is as committed as the day is long making it. <laughs> Nate, I love your fucking rabbit workshop and Carrie, there's not a day goes by that you're not hustling something. So. Keep it up, guys. You're freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, you did chickens, man. It yeah, was a chickens. Great <laughs> chickens, not rabbits. <laughs> oh, did I say rabbits? Yes, you did. Sorry, chicken. Yeah, you know what I meant. But I am oh, proud of you. Carrie, so. I, got, I got to come down. Carrie, we're coming down there. And if it's more than 250 miles, you might have to make an exception because I definitely want to work with you and looking at our properties and stuff. So. Oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to have you as a resource down there. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I wasn't around last week when you uh, was on the first, your first show. So uh, welcome from me. Sure. I, uh, they Thank say you. I started this thing. It's not mine. It's all of ours, but uh, <laughs> Hey, welcome, man. I, uh, I, I think you should have been around a lot longer or a lot sooner. So appreciate you being here. Thanks. It, it's working out. It's good timing for me. Good. Perfect. Perfect. I'm yeah, glad. And, and Carrie, if it comes down to it and we need somebody, you're going to be the guy we're going to hire. And it's going to be, we're, we'll figure out how to get you where you need to go. So, <laughs> and can do. And like I said, I got, I got stuff in the works that I can be more effective <laughs> remotely as well. So perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Remotely, you're coming over here and I'm feeding your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a lot of stuff for folks who I like, you know, <laughs> do the whole route. And then come on up, you know, north. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Well, I am, uh, I'm Brian from the Lots Project. Uh, Got a bunch of stuff going on right now. Uh, Podcast Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, YouTube, all sorts of things. We're in the process of selling our homestead in Minnesota. We're going to take off, probably head down to that Tennessee area and buy a piece of property 
And we'll see what happens from there. You'll have to listen to the podcast to find out. Uh, do Fireside Freedom with these guys, all these fools, all the time. It's fun. Uh, we enjoy it. Uh, Thelotsproject.com. I have a shop there where I sell coffee and swag and all sorts of fun stuff. T-shirts, mugs, and uh, yeah, that's about if, it. That's if you haven't it. bought his Comfrey, you need to buy his Comfrey today. Yeah, I uh, I should mention that. Let me see. Let me pull up a calendar. If you don't order your Comfrey by this weekend, you might not get any. Yep. Have to just, looking, just looking at that thing that got in through today, uh, there's a good possibility you might not get any if you don't order it by this weekend. So you're interested in ordering some Comfrey root that uh, it seems to be pretty strong. A uh, couple of guys here have bought some. One guy here can't buy some, but... Uh, the others seem to be doing pretty good with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, I'm really uh, appreciate you guys showing up tonight. It was a great episode. I thought we had a good chat. And uh, hey, check out FiresideFreedom.net and uh, mm -hmm. download the audio over at any of your podcast players. I think we're set up on Fountain. I don't know. I think Ken said we're set up on Fountain. So I think so. Check us out on Fountain.fm. Earn some crypto while you listen to Fireside Freedom. Thanks oh, yeah. for checking us out, guys. We will see you next Tuesday night at 7 Central. Peace. Peace.